So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, gave it away, man. Gave it away. What? Well, that was it. That was the guys. That was the the great, big, exciting announcement. We're that was make. the hundredth episode right there. We're getting rid of. It. <laughs> We're just getting rid of stuff. Actually, the, the big reveal is Cody's leaving the podcast. <laughs> we couldn't be more excited to announce that to you. <laughs> Welcome to the In Black and White show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cody Moulton, joined here by Lenny Escobar. How you doing, hello. Lenny? Hello. Hello, I'm hello. Good. I'm doing well. How are you? Dude, well, why did you use good English? Oh, well English. No, I said it right. Good English. Yeah, you don't know English, do you? Yeah. Well, you don't know how to count, do you? <laughs> I know how to count. Mm-hmm. One's four. Oh, sorry. One, two, four, <laughs> nine. See? All right. That just proves it. Lenny, bon yeah, hey, Lenny here, everybody. Okay. All right. Are you clapping? <laughs> no, I wasn't me. That was the people listening, dude. Um, anyway, thanks for dialing in, everybody. Hope you're doing well. It's uh, December. Christmas is upon us soon. Da, da, da. That's not. That's the wrong song. Oh yeah. shoot! What was What's that? The Wheel of Christmas Time. Song? What are you? No, doing? that was um, the Wedding March. I don't know why <laughs> I started singing the Wedding March. <laughs> yeah. No. There we go. That's good. Got it. Yeah, thanks. So anyway, I hope you're having a good holiday season. Everybody, we are coming up on our 100th episode. Woo! In four episodes from now or three? That's that's three, I think, actually. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me go ahead and loudly click over here and check this real quick. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah, so last episode was our 96th. This is 97, 98, 99. We've got two more coming out after this. And then our 100th episode, we've got some big announcements we're going to make. So we've got some big things going on. It's going to be awesome. Pretty yeah, excited about it. Some big changes. And I don't, you know, we've talked about this before, but we feel like this podcast has really settled into its main purpose this season. Mm. Yeah. Is that a good way to put that? I love it. That's a great way of putting it. And this next season, which we're going to kick off on our 100th episode, is really going to amplify this and and support all of these things uh, with some other exciting announcements. So anyway, keep an eye out for that. Share the podcast. Get stoked. It's going to be some big things. So we're really excited yeah, about that. Notice that Cody commanded you to get stoked. Yeah. So. it's a key. Yeah. If you guys have you seen in the Apocrypha the eleventh commandment, let's get stoked. Um, get stoked like a yeah. fire because they had fires back then. That's right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Lenny's got a uh, anti-inspirational quote for us here. We're going to keep these going for two more episodes, and then we got some some new changes. But you we'll just end- gave it away, man. You just gave it away. What that was it? That was the, guys. That was the. The great, big, exciting announcement we're that was make. the hundredth episode right there. We're getting rid of. <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting rid of stuff. Actually, the the big reveal is Cody's leaving the podcast. He is. <laughs> we couldn't be more excited to announce that to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, in his place, actually, his wife is going to be talking. So yeah. 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 So, Anyways, that's not the don't don't read no don't read into true. that. That's not. That's I'll not still true. be here. All right. Yeah, it's just yeah. in the background. Yeah. Yeah, we're just no, going to turn kidding. my mic off. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Oh, and, and Lenny will say something smart for a change. So, I mean, get oh, really excited. Oh, you, you serious right now? You want to yeah. go there? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm not going to tell them what you said earlier. I will okay. at the end of the episode, actually. <laughs> actually, I won't because I don't even re- want to repeat yeah. that. Anyways, the here's man. the anti-inspirational quote. Okay. okay. I love this one. Here's the quote. <laughs> I'm not going to continue knocking that old door that doesn't open for me. I'm going to create my own door and walk through that. That's by Ava DuVernay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think that's a that's illegal, you know, <laughs> just in general. What, to make your own door? Yeah. Just imagine. Remember as missionaries, you like, mm-hmm. we knock doors all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't open. We're just going to create our own door. Walk yeah. through it. You can imagine that. <laughs> you, you grab a chair on the patio and throw it through the window. That's my door now. <laughs> just like, or, you know, pretty much anything. I'm going to, I'm not going to knock on that old door if it doesn't open. I'm just going to walk and create my own door. Well, that's not how doors work either. You know, if you're going to make your own door, I mean, you didn't make the building. So like, what's, what's your door going to? You know what I mean? <laughs> Who are you, the Kool-Aid man? It's just like, you know, Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Kool-Aid man makes his own doors all the time. <laughs> that's right. That's his... Oh, uh, yeah. Have you seen so, him? Have you uh, connected with him on LinkedIn? That's what it says on his profile. It says, I make my own doors. <laughs> okay. So, basically, what we're saying is this quote doesn't apply to anybody except the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. You <laughs> said the Kool-Aid man said that, right? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, the Kool-Aid man said yeah, that. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm not going to continue knocking that old door that doesn't open for me. I'm going to create my own door and walk through that saying, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kool-Aid man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, do you remember those commercials? They don't play anymore, but I actually really like them. I wish that they were around more. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot like that. There's a lot that have gone away that you're like, what the heck? I know. I don't know if they're Kool-Aid ones, but. The oldest commercial I remember. Okay, we don't need to get into that. All right. I do want to say this one thing. About the Kool-Aid man, since it's a little relevant. Um, there's this bit by Dane Cook like a long time ago about the Kool-Aid man. And it's inappropriate. I don't recommend you watch it. But it's basically with him saying, the Kool-Aid man goes, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, no, Mr. Kool-Aid man. You better fix this door before my dad gets home. You know? <laughs> you better, or you better fix this wall before my dad gets home. <laughs> you know? I feel like I've seen that a while ago. I would say that it's a millennial, like a yeah. young or an old millennial classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, this is our 97th episode or episode 13 of season five. Today, we're going to talk specifically about gratitude. Now, Lenny, you, you had this framed in a question, right? Yeah. So, let, let's let you throw that down. Well, let me give you a little backstory for it. Uh, so that you know where this question's coming from. Dude, nice. I'm, I am nice, dude. I'm really yeah. nice. Yeah. Dude, mean. <laughs> <laughs> dude, mean. That's like, he's like a caveman, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, hungry, you know? <laughs> Anyways, let me give you some backstory about my question. If you've been following the podcast, you've known that over the past year that I've had some pretty gnarly experiences as I've kind of chronicled them. Anyway, life is awesome. 
I'm excited about life. I'm having a great time. But there is the still things that are happening that are pretty difficult for me as I move forward. Okay, so that's kind of like the the backstory of this. So my question that I've been thinking about is, how do you have gratitude when it seems that you have nothing to be grateful for? I want to be clear about that. It's even a little bit more nuanced than that. You know that you have things to be grateful for, but there's a lot of things that are good and a lot of things that are bad, or I should say not even good and bad. I'm not going to use that language. A lot of things that are positive and a lot of things that are negative. So how do you create or develop an attitude of gratitude as President Monson puts it? And I love that quote. How do you develop this ability to be grateful despite your circumstances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put that. Like to let that be a, a, a force in your life that is not dependent on what is happening to you or around you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the first thing I think is just do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you so okay. much for listening, everybody. Yeah, how's that? You know, we... how's the episode. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was co-hosting this. It probably yeah, Shia LaBeouf. But... Yeah. So we've talked about this maybe before on the podcast, um, mm. and we talked about this earlier this week a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it is interesting to think about trials and suffering and blessings and challenges and things like that. Happiness and sadness or stress or, or what have you, and just how. We tend to think of those as a yin and a yang, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it makes sense. I think there's a lot of valid reasons for thinking of it that way. And I want you to think about this uh, through this episode, and maybe you'll come up with something sooner than later. And I'll think about this, too. Same with everybody listening. Are there times in your life where you have found potent joy in the midst of heavy trial and heavy mm. suffering? Mm-hmm. Or vice versa? When you're super happy and things are going great, something pierces your soul with sorrow. And they both coexist together. Mm -hmm. Because I think the reality of the human experience is they do exist together a lot. If you're happy and you experience something sorrowful, it doesn't have to erase the joy that you have. It might overtake it and it might consume your vision. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In both directions. But I think they can coexist to some degree. And so gratitude, you know, as I'm thinking about it, is really the magnifying glass, the lens that says, okay, despite these both of these things living with me right now, can I move the magnifying glass over to the positive things to help me keep a, a good, a healthier outlook or what have you, you know? Anyway, mm-hmm. just some just some thoughts there. This whole question is the gray, right? We're like going through this, we're trying to figure out where Right. Where we move through these things, right? I want to start talking about this and through my lens, through reading a scripture, the black and white, right? Good, good, good. I want to talk about Lehi and what he talks about in 2 Nephi chapter 2, 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 11. For it must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. If not so, my firstborn in the wilderness, righteousness could not be brought to pass, neither wickedness, neither holiness, nor misery, neither good nor bad. Wherefore, all things must needs be a compound in one. Wherefore, if it should be one body, it must needs remain as dead, having no life, neither death, nor corruption, nor incorruption, happiness, nor misery, neither sense, nor instability. Wherefore, it must needs have been created for a thing of naught. Wherefore, there would have been no purpose 
in the end of its creation. Wherefore, this thing must needs destroy the wisdom of God and its eternal purposes and also the power and mercy and the justice of God. Okay, one of those, those are two, two scriptures. Mm-hmm. The reason I wanted to read all of those things, I am seeing from this scripture when I read it, when I think about this question, there is a purpose for us experiencing both positive and negative emotions, positive and negative experiences, having trials and not having trials. Mm-hmm. There's an opposition in all things. Right. And what he's saying is, is, if we didn't have one, then we wouldn't know the other. I wanted to bring your comments in the background of this, because I think, just as you said, that these things are not, well, you, especially as you were saying, um, they're not mutually exclusive, that they can happen at the same time. And I love your question, because I think that demonstrates that they happen at the same time, that there is happiness within misery and misery within happiness, you know, in, in some places because of circumstance. Right. Again, I really love your question about has there been a sweetness? I don't know if you said it this way. If has there been a sweetness or intense, what did you say? Intense joy? Just times that you've experienced joy while being surrounded by miserable experiences yeah. or vice intense. versa kind of thing. Yeah. I think that that is the essence of this question. How can you be grateful? How can you develop this attitude? Maybe not the essence, but I think it's it kind of gives light to how to do this. Right. And I and I think, you know, one of the experiences I'm thinking of is, I hope we haven't shared this on the podcast before, but one of the times you and I have both laughed the hardest has been at 2 a.m. in the basement in my house after like five and a half hours of, of heavy talk, you know, like mm. just mm-hmm. discussing heavy things you're going through and emotions and, and just just all this stuff not what you would call a fun conversation you know right yeah and then we had moments where we joke and we didn't we you know we're still ourselves right but i i just remember at some point two in the morning we ended up just laughing until we almost puked it felt like it's like, <laughs> how, like how can you do this at a time like this right how can it coexist amidst everything so that was just an example that i thought of yeah I think that those are the experiences that demonstrate this principle, because I do remember that exactly. Uh, And I think that we can all kind of point to that experience and experience where we've felt that. I don't want to diminish the experience, the the anguish and the negative emotions that we feel, because I think that they're important. Right. They're part of the experience. They're part of the necessary things that we go through, in my opinion. So I don't want to downplay those. And I think that Sometimes in our effort to be grateful, we think that we need to downplay those emotions in order to be grateful. And I think that is what gets in the way of gratitude. Because then we're like, I know at least I'm thinking to myself, I thought to myself, how can I be grateful when all of this is happening? Or it's really difficult for me to see all this good when all this bad, quote unquote, is happening. And so I think we get caught in that. But I think it's important for us to accept and to feel the negative. And I think that is what allows us or opens the door for us to feel the positive. Because I remember this, the, the reason I think about that is as I was going through that really terrible experience for, for just, you know, it's what it is. When I was going through all the trials I was going through when I was going through my divorce, I remember that life seemed so terrible. But there were times, and I can think back on those times, and I can even remember some of those times. Those are the times that I held on to where I felt happy 
actually the word I would say is I felt grateful. Yeah. Uh, I do remember those. I do remember those experiences. I remember one time, the one of those times that we're talking about, two a.m. That same conversation, we had like this really, really powerful. Just right at the foot of the stairs, in that same conversation, we had a very powerful metaphor that you used, and I'll share it. It was, I felt like I was crying for help, and I needed something. However, that wasn't in the cards. And I remember Cody's little boy, Emmett, they were going through some sleep training and Emmett was crying so much. It was like two o'clock in the morning. He was crying and crying. And Cody said, it kills me to hear him crying that way. But I know this will be better for him later. I have to let him go through that in order for it to be better for him in the long run. And that was such a powerful moment, such a powerful moment. I remember that. I'll always remember this. It's such a sweet moment in that big, a huge trial that I was going through. And now I think about that often. I think about that very, very often, even as I think about gratitude now. Yeah. And I think, and you said this earlier a little bit, I think to some degree, but so again, we're, we're talking a lot about trials here mm-hmm. and like challenges and, and things that, that cause suffering and, and all that. And we've had episodes on that before and we've had episodes on gratitude too. But the context of the question, right, is how do you find this gratitude while your vision is overtaken by grief or something of that sort? You know, something you brought up in the last episode, how important it is. You know, we talk about the word remember in the Book of Mormon and how many Mm -hmm. times that word shows up. Right. And how many problems we face when we forget in grief and pain can make it hard to remember, you know, good things or make it hard to see them because our vision is clouded and it makes sense Mm -hmm. why it would be. But that being able to still grab a hold of something to be grateful for, to appreciate, really humbles ourselves and still says, despite what's going on, despite everything around me, despite even how I feel in this moment... And even if I don't agree with how I feel or how I'm approaching everything, you know, there is a God who has given me many blessings. And to recognize that in some of our darkest times is, Mm. that's a huge strength, right? Like, you don't just do that. People don't just do that. They grow into that in times of, of suffering, you know? I love what you just said there. I love that we don't just do it, we grow into it. That's so powerful to me because it means that anybody can attain it. And it's not just it's not just you see that person. Oh, man, they're going through something. So like they always have a smile on their face, even when they're going through things that are hard. And that's because they've grown and they've developed ways to do that, which means that we can develop ways and grow to do that. I wanted to comment a little bit more about what you were saying about, like, how can we fill that gap? How we can develop the ability to be grateful during those times. Because I think what you said is pretty powerful. Our vision gets cloudy when we are in the midst of trial and we're suffering. I think that it is okay to be in the trial and to feel the negative emotions. I think it is by feeling those things is how we pass through the emotions to be able to see the light that's in the situation. I think if we force ourselves to try and see the light before we have been able to pass through the storm, 
I think that that is what prevents us from seeing the light. Is yeah, that we and, continually push ourselves through the storm. We like. Well, let, me, just, let me let me add on that too. I think, and there's a difference in senses here. If we're mm-hmm. using this metaphor, sure, it's important to feel and to let those feelings have a place and do a work in us, whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think it's necessary to force yourself to visually, you know, in this metaphor, to just see darkness around you. Oh, to absolutely. Just be blinded, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I think I think the sooner we can grab a hold of our vision of the eternal perspective of what we are surrounded by that's good that we can be grateful for, but it's okay to have that vision and to acknowledge that vision and still feel the storm inside, you know what I mean? I think that's healthy. Yeah. We're still part of moving through and dealing with uh stuff and things, you know, to put mm-hmm. it eloquently. Absolutely. I love your eloquence. Uh you're probably one of the most eloquent people I've ever I've ever known. I think that's a quote yeah. from Ever a- 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 Levine. I was going to say Duvernay or whatever, but I <laughs> Avril Lavigne? Oh, man, that brings back memories. Yeah, I will never. Yeah. What? I feel like that. I feel like that's, I don't know. I don't You've remember. You've never listened music. to Avril Lavigne, have you? Skater boy. So boy, you even know. <laughs> no, it's boy, okay? Oh, my gosh, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, boy, ye. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyways. Not to cut you off, sorry. No, 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 go ahead and cut me off. Okay, it's it's probably for the greater good anyway. (laughs) I'm grateful that you cut me off. Yeah, yeah, Um, me too. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I agree completely with what you're saying. I I think it is, I think that there's a healthy amount that we have to go through, but I think there is a fine line for what we have to go through and what we are deciding, you know, if we just keep, keep, staying where we are, you know, in, in that vision where we're in this metaphor. Um, right. I think, uh, I do think it is important for us to allow ourselves to move through the storm, allow us to, to have the emotions pass through. That's a way for us to get through the storm so that we can see the light. But I do think what you're saying is right. We have to be looking for the light. Even if we do feel the storm, we have allowing ourselves to go through the negative, but also always looking for the light. And I want to say... I was just at the the Christmas devotional. I was watching it with a couple of friends. And one of my friends, her name is Lacey, wonderful person. She had this beautiful tradition where I'm gonna I'm gonna get this wrong, but there are these thing these things called like the Emmanuel menorah, which is basically this uh this circular thing that has oh, yeah, yeah. things cut in it where you can put candles and you put a candle in it. All the way down to Christmas or Easter, you know what I'm talking about? Is it? Oh, okay. you're not talking about the thing with the like the little fan blades above it, are you? No, I don't. There was okay. no fan blades in this case. I thought you were talking about there's like you put candles in it and it's cut out. Yeah. And then it the heat comes up from the candles and spins this fan blade that turns a nativity kind of thing. Sorry, oh, I thought you were talking about something else. Wow, there that actually probably is a part of it. But my friend Lacey had this. She didn't have the fan blades. But what she did have is on these each of these uh, these circular cutouts, you can put a candle, and there's 25 of them counting down toward Easter or counting down toward Christmas. Each of these had the, a name for Christ in it. Just and it's based on like Elder Holland's book, All the Names of Christ. I, I think that's what it's based on. I might be butchering it completely, but that's what I saw. 
Anyway, the point I wanted to make was that there's this beautiful name for Christ, and that name is Light. And that's why I, the whole my whole story right there was to, to point at this thing of Christ's name being Light. So when we say we can weather the storm, allow ourselves to feel what we need to feel, all the emotions, negative, weather the storm, and always look for the Light. And I think in that case, it means look for Christ. Yeah, I think that is the way that we can we can weather it, you know, and we can weather it without being fake about it. I think that's also something when I when you see people don't want to be fake, you know, if they're not okay, I don't think that people want to, like truly, really don't want to act okay, but they feel like they have to. We look for the light, even if we're not feeling like the best. We look for the light, and we will we'll find it. We'll always find Christ in the middle of this this trial. Yeah. Now. This kind of crosses the bridge between okay. how do we develop this gratitude for Christ? Like, how do we develop this yeah, attitude yeah. of gratitude, right? Yeah. Do you have, do you have some, so I have, I have a thought, okay? Yeah, please go. And I think, I don't, we, we should go and, and, and listeners go out and, and look this up, but I think there's a ton of studies out there that prove how powerful gratitude is as a force in our lives. Absolutely. Regardless of yeah. people's background or their religious affiliation or anything like that, how if you have a gratitude attitude, like attitude will, of gratitude, yeah, or um, um, a gratitude attitude, but dude, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put that on a shirt. A gratitude, but dude, that sounded like a, a Pokemon evolution from yeah. Ratata. But if you have that, you nerd, like you're you're more <laughs> you're more prone to to being. Having feeling a, a more fulfilled life, you know what I mean. Some of the things that have helped me in the past that I need to do more of today, okay, is writing in a journal. Mm. So I remember when I was a hormonal youth. Now you're just a hormonal think, adult. That's right. I'm not a youth <laughs> anymore. My ways of coping with stress and with frustration between life and things going on and the stresses of school and social situations and dating and all that stuff was, well, I'd play my drums. Okay. I'd get a little mm-hmm. aggression out. Mm-hmm. And then I would read the Book of Mormon. Ooh, um, so talk about uh, two different approaches to something that kind of gave me a more refined, rounded coping mm-hmm. process. And at the end of the day, I got really good when I was around 15 or 16 and priest quorum one day, they gave us journals and say, they said, here, start writing in these. And I was like, dude, I cannot believe these guys just gave me a notebook like this. This is so cool. And it was, I thought it was the coolest thing. I mean, it was like a dollar notebook. Like it wasn't a fancy notebook, but I remember exactly what it looks like to this day because I wrote in that every day from that point on until probably like three years ago. Maybe not that long, but but for at least a decade, I hadn't missed a day. And what I would find is I would be frustrated and I'd be ticked off or I'd be upset or sad. And I'd sit there and write in my journal and write out my feelings. And as I was writing those out, I'd be like, I'd try to skip over something that happened a day so I could, in the day, so I could get to the things that were were bothering me to write down. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a chronological writer. So when I sit down and write in my journal, I'm not like, here's some deep thoughts and stuff about things and bugs and whatever. I'm like, this is how I started my day. This is what I did. This is what I did. This is what I did. And then my thoughts. 
I'd want to get to the to the difficult stuff, but I'd find myself, oh well, you can't you can't skip the part of your day where you really enjoyed listening to this new song by your favorite band, you know. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to write something down about that, and then I'd get to another thing, and I got to write that down because it happened today, and I'm doing this, and you know, this is my process. And I'd find by the time I'd finished writing it, writing in my journal for the day that, you know, I had things to be grateful for that I had completely overlooked because my vision was clouded. Mm. And so I gained a sense of gratitude for those things. And also I gained more of a testimony because I saw God's hand in my day. You know, mm. I could see that he was there, even though it'd be easy for me to say, no, he wasn't because I want to be mad about this thing or whatever. So anyway, that, that's something that helped me in the past. As I was listening to you share that, I was actually remembering what we talked about in our anti-inspirational quote yesterday, the last episode. We were talking about how motivational quotes are packaged in certain ways. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're we like went way deep the, on that. Yeah, if the, <laughs> if the exactly, I know, right? If the inspirational quote was an actual list of action steps, then it would be maybe more motivational be able to, you can be able to teach you be able to use this to actually build the habits or whatever anyways i was thinking about that just now as you were talking about it because what you did was a very specific action step and what that actually says to me is that developing gratitude is a step by step process and i think that maybe we don't feel at least now as i'm thinking about it, i'm as we're, as we're talking about it i realize that i I'm, I'm not thinking about developing gratitude as a step by step process i'm thinking about developing gratitude as like you just become grateful, right? Like yeah. instantly. But it really isn't. It's just like anything else, developing an attitude, developing the ability to be grateful during situations of, of trial or or just daily life is a daily occurrence. It's a muscle. Got to exercise it. I love it. Yeah. Which is interesting. I never really thought about gratitude that way. I never thought about that you developed it one day at a time, one action, one thought at a time, you know. That's actually yeah. pretty powerful to me. Yeah. It's a way of life kind of a thing, right? Well, I mean, that's and what I'm talking about. Being grateful is a choice that we make, but it's a micro choice every day or yeah. a, macro, a macro choice. No, micro. Micro choice. Micro. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We choose to be grateful in those little moments because life is made up of tiny moments and large moments and medium-sized oh, yeah, yeah. moments, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, actually. I think that's a good way to, yeah. This uh, this scripture came to mind here, and uh, hey, I you want me to read have... it? I know that you have struggle reading. Oh, dude, you beat me to it, dude. Nice, <laughs> dude, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. So, and it's probably fresh in my mind. And I don't know. Uh, we might want to wrap up here in a minute. Okay. Um, since we're trying to be more concise than we might have been recently, but we just you know we talked about seeing the the first couple episodes of Chosen, uh, season three. Mm. Oh, yeah, and dude. So you, you go through the Sermon on the Mount, which is, it's crazy how good the Sermon on the Mount is. Oh, you know? man. It's it's so crazy. We could have like a whole episode the, on the Sermon on the Mount. The things that we could have the whole podcast be the Sermon on the Mount, dude. Well, no, like, the Sermon on the Mount is just the podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh sorry. One of the things I, I appreciated was, I mean, you start to realize how all these teachings Jesus was giving were so not like the norm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things he says he, that really sticks out to Andrew, and I never thought of the word anxiety or anxiousness. Ooh, I know what you're going to tell. Yeah, go ahead. 
I never thought of that being a topic that Jesus addressed. But I mean, dude, Matthew chapter six, pretty much 24 through the end of that whole chapter, he's talking about anxiety. He's talking about how trust him, trust God, trust your heavenly father. But what he says specifically is behold the fowls of the air for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? And the reason I think about that is God does take care of all of these creatures, but the most valuable souls to him are his children. And so usually when I read that scripture, I'm like, okay, so what Jesus is saying is have faith, hang in there. God's going to take care of you. But I think what I'm starting to look at that is, is no, no, no. God has been taking care of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look for that. Look for how he's been taking care of you because it's been happening. And I, and I think that's true in all of our cases. What it is, is it's it's the clouding of judgment, the clouding of our vision, getting in the way, which, again, it's totally understandable. But I have a testimony of this, that God is there. He has been taking care of us. The opportunities for gratitude are always there because there's always something for us to look and find and be grateful for. I mean, even even this this guy uh, who I really respect in in our ward, he talked about a really difficult experience he has with a with a kidney disease, and I'm, mm. I don't know all the details. So I'm not going to go into it, but yeah. uh, he says he remembers talking to somebody at this event who had a different kind of life altering disease, mm-hmm. and thinking to himself, "Man, I am so grateful I don't have their disease because I don't think I could live with that." And then them vocalizing the same thought back to him about his disease. <laughs> and they're like, I'm so glad I don't have, you know, that because that seems really hard. What an interesting thing. Like we are built for our trials and circumstances mm-hmm. and gratitude can give us the power to to deal with them, even though they might be crippling and crushing. You know what I mean? Wow. I, I'm going to actually, I'm going to quote that because that's a really powerful quote, Cody. We are built for our trials and circumstances, and our gratitude will give us the power to move through them. Wow, I like that. I really like that. I think the thoughts I would add to that is that our gratitude is a muscle. I think that's the, that's the takeaway from our conversation I'm getting is, is our gratitude is a muscle, and it needs to be built. The ability to be grateful on a daily basis and developing that attitude of gratitude is a daily occurrence where we we built it build it one situation one thought at a time and i think that we can do it and it and it will be hard at times and it will be easier at times because of life but i think if we do that we'll develop a life we'll be able to see just echoing what you said we'll be able to see practicing the way that the ways that god has been taking care of us all the time and that will build our faith in him and allow us to keep weathering and be grateful for the things in our lives as we continue our trials and our journeys through our lives. That's so powerful, man. So powerful. Yeah, I think that's it's probably a good place to wrap this up, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Lenny, for the the good question, good conversation starter. Yeah. Here. No, it's well, this has been good for me. I, you've answered a question of mine. <laughs> actually, this is uh, I've actually been struggling for, with that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, hopefully everyone else listening too that um you know this spurs conversations with your homies and and also thoughts and and feelings that uh, can be expounded upon further you know i think mm. again that's that's what we want this podcast to be encourage conversation and uh thinking about 
different doctrines of the gospel, especially in the gray areas of our lives mm. um, that are kind of tricky to put, put words to. Preach. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to leave a review, like the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, we love hearing from you, so uh, we'll see you in the reviews or send us a message um, on Twitter at IBW Podcast or Facebook at IBW Podcast. Instagram as well. Guys, go look at our Instagram, okay? I'm just saying. That's all I'm going to say. Go look at it. We're going to start. It's uh, Just look, go look at it. And then send us an email if you have any questions or a direct message on any of those platforms. Um, our email is at inblackandwhitepodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you and, and have your question uh, guide our next conversation on the podcast. So thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Hope you have a great December. Um, even though we'll see you next week and it will still be December. What's good? God is good. Godspeed, everyone.